Welcome to Interwork with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Well, hi there, and welcome back. So today we're continuing the series on how to create more balance in relationship. The helpers, healers, and people pleasers often find themselves experiencing imbalance in a relationship, which can lead to anger, frustration, or resentment. And so that's where I come in. I want to share a few tips to help you to create more balance in your relationships so you can have something that is not only more fulfilling for you personally, but it can also help to create a relationship that is more balanced and sustainable for both parties involved. So last week, we talked about working to see the balance or imbalance more clearly while also owning your own contribution to the imbalance. And so go ahead and listen to that. That one if you haven't heard that one yet. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about fitting in versus belonging, as well as how to just let the people be who they're going to be and then choosing to respond accordingly. So first, let's talk about fitting in versus belonging. Now, this is a big temptation for people pleasers is to work to fit in. We want to do all of the things for all of the people because we believe that if we do that, then it will result in us being generally well-liked. Everybody will like us, right? We love seeing people light up when we show up in exactly the way that they were hoping that we would. <laughs> it feels so good. And also, sometimes we fall into the people-pleasing trap of working so hard to be loved and accepted and to fit in that we become the ones creating imbalance. And then we're left wondering where it is that we truly belong. So notice as you are engaging with other people, if you're trying to fit in or if you're working to find true belonging. So let's kind of explore what each of these can look like. So fitting in might look like something as simple as not expressing your opinion when your friends are asking where you want to go for dinner, but instead just kind of going along with where everybody else wants to eat. And it's not a problem if you really genuinely don't care, but just notice if you're muting your own opinion in order to keep the peace right? Or to not offend or to make sure everybody else is happy. Just kind of notice that because that may be a sign that you are people pleasing. Fitting in might look like always showing up for other people, but also never allowing them to see our own struggles that we are having, which essentially robs them of the opportunity of actually showing up to love and support us in return. Fitting in might look like not showing up authentically when you're out with friends. So for example, it's not letting people see the real you, but instead we're going out on the town wearing this carefully crafted mask that's projecting out a certain image of what we want them to see in us, right? So it might be a certain mental or emotional state or even projecting out a cultivated image of what our life looks like or what our family looks like, our work, our children, our romantic relationships. It's kind of projecting out what we want them to think our life is like, but it might not actually be the reality of what our life is like. I mean, like really, if things are great, then that's awesome. Share it. Tell them how great your relationship is. Tell them how awesome things are going at work. There is nothing wrong with sharing those things. Um, and also just kind of check in with yourself and make sure you're being your whole self and check in with your motives. And also, if things aren't going well in any of those areas, you know, in your life, in your relationship, at work, with your children, it's okay to share those things too. You know, and you you can always start out small, start with the little things and see how it's received because we can't control how we're going to be received, right? So it's okay to test that out. But practice allowing these imperfect parts of you and your life to be seen because that's where true vulnerability and connection lies. And when we are showing up in life through this people-pleasing, placating, fitting-in lens, the number one, we're not being honest about who we are. 
And number two, now we are the ones creating an imbalance in a relationship where we are creating something that is unsustainable. It's exhausting crafting yourself into this version of you that you think is going to be loved and accepted. And it's exhausting trying to hide all of the parts of us that we don't think will be liked and accepted. The thing is that we don't get to decide who's going to receive us. Like we don't get to choose that. That is up to them. But we infinitely increase the odds of finding the people that do resonate with us if we are willing to show up as our authentic selves. When we are trying to fit in, we're more likely to actually create imbalanced relationships. Because when we're crafting ourselves to fulfill the wants and wishes of other people in an effort to be liked, then more than likely we're doing that at the sacrifice of our own selves. We're simultaneously pleasing other people and doing what they want while also neglecting our own needs. So rather than making our wants and wishes known, we're now becoming passive in a relationship, just hoping that the other person will see from our example how we would like them to show up for us. We think that we're taking action to create more balance in a relationship because, you know, we're fulfilling the other person's needs, right? But we're not advocating for our own. And when we're not advocating for our own, we're actually being very passive in a relationship. And this kind of passivity, it will eventually lead to burnout, anger, and resentment. So let's talk for a little minute about what relationships of belonging can look like. So relationships of belonging can look like having an opinion when your friends ask you where you want to eat. You know, so maybe you say, hey, you know what? I actually really love Asian food and Mexican food. I'm not actually a big fan of greasy spoons. So can we maybe keep like brainstorming to see if we can find a place that we both would like to eat? Or maybe you really do genuinely enjoy watching your friends enjoy eating where they want to eat. But maybe you want to say, hey, like it's not my favorite. You choose this time. I'll choose next time. And maybe you want to take turns that way. But practice expressing your opinion. It might also look like giving an honest answer when somebody asks how things are going for you. So for example, if you were me and my life right now, <laughs> you might say, you know what? The end of the school year has been super crazy for me. I feel like I'm super behind on getting graduation announcements out. And there's so many activities happening at the end of the school year. Like, I just feel like I'm forgetting something super duper important. And also I am so excited to see my daughter graduate this weekend. I am so excited for this next season of life. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to share this example because first of all, like that's my life right now. I feel like I'm treading water and I can't keep track of all of the end of year events. And also, you know, it's good to see that what balance can look like. Sometimes we think that being authentic means only sharing our heart. <laughs> We need to share our real and real always means hard, but no, it doesn't mean that. It just means to be open and honest about all of it. So you're not just sharing the hard and the heavy. You're just being real with all of it, the hard and the good. Sometimes we seek to create connection by focusing solely on the good. And other times we seek to create connection by focusing solely on the hard. So notice if you have a tendency in one direction or the other, and then choose what you want to do on purpose. So we've already talked a little bit about focusing solely on the positive and maybe the mask that we're presenting to make ourselves look good. But I want to share a personal experience with sharing just the negative as well. So I noticed during a certain season of my life that it was almost like I was reserving all of my hard things to share in a very specific relationship in the name of authentic connection. And what's interesting is I was reserving my heart for that relationship in an effort to increase intimacy and make the other person feel valuable and important, to show them how important they were to me, to show them how much I needed them. And what is also interesting is that I found that I was reserving my heart in an effort to create balance in the relationship. When I was really looking at my motives, I could see that what I was trying to do was say, hey, 
I'm having a hard time too. Hey, I need a friend too. Hey, show up for me too. But reserving my hard for this one relationship was not getting me the result that I wanted. It wasn't creating balance. It wasn't encouraging the other person to show up for me more. Instead, it was creating evidence from my brain that I was a victim of circumstance. I was creating my own drama triangle in the hopes that my victim energy would trigger the rescuer response in the other person and that they would that, that would ultimately create balance for me. But the truth is, it did neither. It did not trigger the rescuer response in the other person and it did not create balance for me. Now, side note, if you want to learn more about the drama triangle, I'll link those episodes in the show notes. I have a little mini series on those. But as I really thought about it, I also realized that in this example, I was bringing in some really needy energy into the relationship that just didn't need to be there. I know now that I am fully capable of navigating all of my stuff on my own. So there was no point in me essentially putting off my own resolution just to help somebody else to feel valued and like I needed them. This victim story and only sharing my heart it didn't create the belonging I was looking for. And once I realized that I was prioritizing fitting in over true belonging, it was then that I was able to create lasting change for myself. So belonging is really a beautiful thing and it is so much easier than people pleasing and fitting in. Oh my goodness, so much easier. So sure, fitting in might look easier in the beginning, right? It's just a little thing to just go along with everything. But when it comes to creating balanced, sustainable relationships, then showing up authentically is 100% the way to go. And guess what? Not everybody's going to like authentic you, and that's okay. (laughs) I have a whole episode dedicated to this idea, so go and check out episode two if you struggle with the belief that everybody should like me. So I want you to kind of think for a moment about your platonic relationships as a dating relationship. So in a dating relationship, you don't necessarily want to be in a relationship with everybody, and that's okay. Right? You can look around for people that you have shared interest with. You can put yourself in places where you're more likely to meet these people. And you can kind of even keep casually dating friends until you find the people that really click with you and that you can really be your authentic self around. And then you can adjust uh, your investment accordingly into those people. So sometimes, whether it be in a dating relationship or a friend relationship, we are so desperate to be loved that we craft ourselves into this version of us that we think is most likely to be received. But it's exhausting to be somebody else all the time. And when we try, then the other people, they aren't actually falling in love with us or falling in friendship with us. They're falling in love and in friendship with this handcrafted and masked version of us. So be willing to be you. Be willing to not be liked by everybody. Be willing to put yourself out there and see who it is that you do and do not resonate with. Not everybody will resonate with you, and that's okay. But you can't find the people that do truly resonate with you if you aren't willing to put yourself out there. Shifting your mindset to, I want to cultivate relationships where I feel like I truly belong can help us to show up in more authentic ways, which will significantly increase the odds of us finding people that we truly do resonate with. And when we find the people that we do truly resonate with, then it makes creating balance in relationship a whole lot easier. And that leads into my second tip of the day. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. (laughs) Oftentimes we want to change them. I want you to work on just believing them. So as you show up authentically, you may or may not be received. And so whether you are or whether you aren't, I want to encourage you to just kind of notice what your story is around it. When you meet somebody new and they don't want to be your bestie right out of the gate, like what do you make that mean? 
I encourage you to just notice if your story is something is wrong with you, or if you're just making it mean that for whatever reason, this relationship just isn't a good fit, or maybe something's going on with them. So it really might be something as simple as just the timing is off, but just kind of notice what your story is. I live in a military town, and that means that we have a really high turnover. People are constantly coming and going. And most people are here for about a year before moving on. And so, you know, I try to be neighborly. So this was several years ago, but I saw that we had some new neighbors moving in and I went over to welcome them into the neighborhood with a plate of cookies because I'm super cool like that, right? Like who wouldn't want to be neighbors with me and friends with me? So the neighbor opened their door and I introduced myself to them and I welcomed them to the neighborhood and I passed them a plate of cookies and it had my name and number on a little note, you know, if they had any questions about the area and they looked at me. And they looked at my cookies and then they looked back at me and they said, uh, we're only here for a year and we aren't really interested in making friends, but thanks for the cookies. And they shut the door and I was absolutely shocked. <laughs> and as I walked home, I was like, what the heck just happened? Like, how could they possibly dismiss me like that without even getting to know me? And they kept my cookies? Like, how rude. <laughs> and of course, after I had some time to feel my feelings around it, then I was able to adjust my story around the exchange, right? You know, like, I'm sure I went over there because I was looking for new friends. It's hard for me to be the one left behind when everybody leaves. And also, I'm sure it's hard to be the person that lives somewhere for such a short amount of time and never really gets to put any real roots down and to constantly be saying goodbye to friends. You know, some people, they're, they're all staying behind and they all get to be together, but to be the one who's always leaving, like that must be really hard too. And when I tell myself that story, then I can totally understand why my neighbor didn't really want to get to know me. Like they must have experienced a lot of heartache and that's okay. Their lack of receptivity of me was about them. It wasn't about me or my likability. I recently coached somebody that I will call Mary, who had reached out to a friend that I will call Anne. <laughs> and when Mary reached out to Anne, then Mary suggested that they get together and hang out sometime. And Anne essentially said, you know what, I'm too busy to hang out and I'm going to be busy for several months. So initially, Mary's story around this was that Anne, she's just not as invested in the relationship and she must not want to hang out with me anymore, right? She also made it mean that she must somehow be inadequate or unlikable as a friend. Too much or not enough. And I think that we all have a version of this story in our minds from time to time. And, you know, we don't know. Maybe it is true that Anne is not as invested in the relationship. And it could also be true that Anne is just really overwhelmed with what's going on in her life right now. And she truly doesn't have the time to hang out right now, but maybe she would like to hang out once things slow down. And Mary can choose to tell herself whatever story she wants to tell herself about that friendship. So ultimately, Anne decided to believe Anne, that she was just simply unavailable to hang out. And Anne's unavailability, it didn't mean anything about Mary. It didn't mean that she was too much. It didn't mean that she was too little. It didn't mean that she was inadequate in some way. It just was what it was, right? So either way, the circumstance is the same, right? Mary won't be hanging out with Anne in the foreseeable future. And also, Mary gets to choose the story that she wants to tell herself around that neutral circumstance. So it can be helpful to almost approach these relationships like you're a scientist, right? So for example, if I were going to be scientist Mary in this story, then I might approach it like this. Okay, I'm looking for somebody to hang out with this week. I think I'll ask Anne and I'm just going to see how she responds. Okay, Anne said she's unavailable. Am I going to believe her or am I not going to believe her? Okay, so if I choose to believe that she's unavailable and that nothing will change that, 
then I'm more likely to just move on and find somebody else to hang out with. But if I'm choosing to believe that she could hang out with me if she wanted to, but she just doesn't really want to, then I'm probably going to be pretty sad and mopey, and I'm going to feed into the story that nobody likes me and everybody hates me, and then I'm going to be less likely to reach out to other people and find somebody else to spend time with. So either way, I won't be hanging out with Anne this week, but maybe if I just choose to believe her that she's just unavailable, rather than writing a whole story about around it that doesn't even feel good, then I can move forward and find somebody else to hang out with. And maybe I'll even find somebody to hang out with that wants to hang out at the same level of frequency that feels more supportive to me. Like that could be cool, right? <laughs> and besides, if Anne is only available to hang out once every several months anyway, then I know it's not going to fill my social needs and I'm going to have to grow my circle anyway. So I can choose to be proactive about it. I can choose to invest my energy to build other relationships. You know, I could choose to invest my energy into being mopey and hoping that things will change and that, you know, that if I'm mopey for long enough, then I'm going to be such an impressive moper that suddenly Anne will be super eager and willing to hang out with me and she'll amazingly just be super available. Um, like maybe I could invest my energy in that, but that's probably not going to be true, right? Because what we know is the only fact we know is Anne said she's unavailable. So I could choose to wallow in self-pity and hope the Anne will change, or I can accept the information that I've been given and act accordingly rather than reacting emotionally. Oftentimes in a relationship, we essentially gaslight ourselves into believing that the other people will change. And then we feel really hurt when it doesn't happen. So this might mean thinking thoughts like, if I just love them harder, then they will love me. If I just serve them more, then they will serve me. If I just ask about them more, maybe they'll ask about me. If I agree to do the things that they want to do, then maybe they'll agree to do the things that I want to do. And these thoughts aren't necessarily a bad thing. You know, when we have found true belonging, then this can be what relationship looks like. We love and we serve each other and we do things for each other. And also I find that sometimes when these thoughts are done through the lens of people pleasing, then we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. People may or may not show up in the way that we want them to. Disappointment is a part of life. So keep that in mind when you're looking at your specific relationships that life happens. People do get busy. People get sick. Stuff happens. It's okay. And also when you're looking at your specific relationships, be a scientist and notice if what you're experiencing, if this is like an occasional behavior or if this is a pattern of behavior. If you're recognizing an imbalance when it comes to investing, asking, serving, and just generally showing up, then first proactively make a request to have your needs met and then allow them to do what they're going to do. Get a bit more information and even let their reaction to you just be more information so that you can act accordingly. They may or may not fulfill your request and you get to choose what you're going to make it mean. How you show up is about you and how they show up is about them. So be the one to bring over the cookies. Be the one to reach out and to invite. That's who you are. And also, if it isn't received in the way that you had hoped, Choose your story around it on purpose. Remember that the way that you show up is about you and the way that they do or do not show up is about them. So if this has brought some stuff up for you around relationships and you would like some customized support, come and work with me. I have a few slots opening up this month and I would love to work with you. And remember that life is 50-50. Every relationship is going to have its struggles and it might not be exactly balanced all of the time, but by showing up authentically and intentionally choosing belonging over fitting in and people pleasing, you can create more fulfilling and sustainable relationships. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. Bye now. 
Have you been experiencing personal growth by simply listening to this podcast? Then just imagine how much more growth you could experience through working with me one-on-one. Everyone needs a coach at times, and I would love to be yours. Apply to work with me now by going to marianwalker.life. I look forward to working with you.